0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake. If you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Hi, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. You know what we do here. Oh, we talk about all the fun things. I mean, if you're into this topic about writing, publishing books that are gonna help build your business, but this episode is very interesting because my guest, is not writing a book to help build his business. Oh, and by the way, the book hasn't even come out if you're listening to this when it's being released. So why on earth would I have such a guest on this show? Not because someone held a gun to my head. In fact, I pursued him. And that is because he is writing a book in public. Now, you may say, what in God's name does that mean? That may mean, if you're asking yourself that, that you didn't listen to the episode with Rob Fitzpatrick, in which case, stop right now, go back. This one's going to make a lot more sense. Plus, you don't want to miss that episode. This episode is with Jesse J. Anderson, and he's a designer and developer whose mission in life is to help others better understand what ADHD really is. He was diagnosed at the age of 36. So he has a weekly newsletter about the topic, a huge Twitter following, and he is writing a book called Refocus, A Practical Guide to Adult ADHD. The way he's writing it in public is he is actively getting feedback from readers as he writes it. And he's doing it using Rob Fitzpatrick's special software for that. So you see how they all go together. Such a good episode. We ended up getting a lot into how um, how he's using his book on Twitter and to build his Twitter following, which I found absolutely fascinating, Plan to copy everything he's doing. If you would like the show notes, which includes links to all things Jesse, uh, a way to join the team, um, and and the best way to learn how to do something, as I always talk about with advanced reader teams, is to be a part of it first. So uh, go grab the show notes at le- LegacyLaunchPadPub.com slash blog slash Jesse. That's J-E-S-S-E. And now I give you Jesse J. Anderson. Thank you, Jesse, for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is great.
0: Well, so I, the reason I reached out to you originally is I am fascinated by this idea of writing a book in public. When I reached out, I didn't know that you were in Rob Fitzpatrick's community and it happened. So basically like where you and I communicate on Twitter, maybe 20 minutes later, I had Rob on my show. And he's like, oh, you're in touch with Jesse. Like, it all ha- happened very fast. This
1: Right, season. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, found Rob's book, uh, I guess, it was almost a year ago. It was in the summer when, I, I don't, actually don't remember when it came out. But this past summer was right around the time I announced that I was writing a book. And I found his book kind of at the same time. And it's been a great guide, really great book. You got to get uh, Write Useful Books is the name of the book. And yeah, I got the book and I joined his community and it's been awesome. Yeah. Just sort of getting that accountability. And I heard that he was going to be on your show and I was like, hey, I just talked to you. I just talked to her on Twitter. So yeah, that's funny how that all kind of came together right at that last moment there.
0: I know. I was like, Oh, Rob, like, does he think I just look like, literally like ask everyone around him? Anyway, I got, <laughs> but anyone who has, who, you know, you guys have already heard me recommend Rob's book and you've heard that episode. And if you haven't, Oh my God, go back. It was, it was like a masterclass in the book. Yes. Um, so, so I am in the process and I hope my listeners are too, of considering writing a book in public after learning about this process so let walk us through the steps. You read Rob's book, and mm-hmm. you go, "Oh my God, I had no idea! I should be getting a lot of feedback from people." Is that what happened?
1: Kind of, yeah. So I I first heard of the idea of writing in public from uh, Arvid Call. Uh, he wrote he write like he writes like technical books, um, and he had done that writing in public. So I'd heard of it from that, and I kind of thought, well, that really makes sense for what I'm doing. Um, So I'm writing a book on ADHD. I was diagnosed five years ago and I, you know, hyper-focused on learning all about it. And I kind of acquired all this knowledge and I didn't really do anything with it other than learning how to, you know, run my own life. But I actually, another connection, you had Nicholas Cole on here a while ago.
0: I know. I saw that you did Ship 30.
1: Yeah. So that really kind of sparked all of this for me. I, I don't even remember why, but I joined the Ship 30 for 30 challenge about a year ago and I didn't know what to write about. I'm a designer. And so I thought maybe I'd write some stuff on design. I didn't end up doing any of that. Uh, so the challenge is you know, writing something, an essay every single day for 30 days, which is wild. But I ended up writing several things about ADHD because I had acquired all this knowledge and it really started to kind of resonate with people and because i was you know writing and shipping every day in public i was getting all these little bits of feedback and i was hearing from people and then i was hearing from other stories of people that had adhd and kind of learning oh you know when i'm reading learning about this stuff i think oh everyone that has adhd is like this and then i'm learning oh no it's not the same way for everybody there's kind of like all this variability within having adhd and so it really when i heard Harvard Calls, uh, you know, when he was writing in public, I really thought that makes a lot of sense for me because I know a lot about it because I've been acquiring this knowledge, but I don't know everybody's situation with living with ADHD. And so by writing in public, it really allows me to get all this feedback while I'm doing it, just like writing on Twitter and creating threads and getting people replying to that. And then, yeah, back to Rob's book. So I read his book and then that just sort of like cemented the idea like, oh, this is perfect. And he has, you know, they have that the software help this book, which makes it really easy to get lots of feedback directly in the book that you're writing. And that's sort of how that it's been kind of this wild process over the last year. But yeah, it's been great.
0: Um, Yeah. And Nicholas um, or Cole, when uh, he, he's a friend of mine, God, he's he's amazing. He's great. And- and he didn't have that program then. I mean, he had his like, he's had, it was like three businesses ago. That's just sort of how <laughs> he operates. And, um, and we just caught up recently and he was telling me about Ship 30. I didn't really know, but yeah, I mean, what he always talks about is somebody who comes at being a writer, cool. You're competing against people like him who put out material every single day. So, this idea that, alas, we all have, oh, I'm just like so, like, Great. And by the way, listener, you are great, but like it's probably not just gonna go viral. It's it, it it's day in, day out work, which not only gets us better at our craft, but also helps us build an audience. Um, so and so I'm curious because I was thinking of getting Rob software, but for right now, it's bundled with the community, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I sort of have an ego and I'm like, I'm not going to join a writer's. I run writer's communities. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Um, But I really want that software because, you know, really what he talked about is that um, you kind of, it encourages people to kind of give you negative feedback because inevitably people sort of feel badly and they want to be supportive. And so, so, so I saw you have a, you have basically a table of contents out there. Is that all you've gotten feedback on so far?
1: Um, what do you mean all I've gotten feedback?
0: Well, so when I went to your site, it was like, okay, so I'm doing this in public and here's my TOC. And, mm-hmm. and if there was feedback on that. But have you, so that's all that I saw, but I would have to join your uh, group in order to see more material, correct?
1: Right. So the way I'm doing it, I'm kind of doing like releases, like kind of, I will get a draft, you know, because when you're first writing I I've never written a book before, so this is all kind of new to me and I'm figuring it out. Um, my first draft, I made the promise to myself. Like I'm never going to show people this very first, you know, the, like the crappy first draft or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't want to show that to people because then it's going to stop me from writing it. So I had to make that promise to myself. And then kind of once I got through I probably was like 50% of the way through that. And then I was like, I really want to show this to people and really start getting this out there because I want this out in public. And that's sort of when I basically I spent like a week of like, I'm going to frantically get it ready this week to get it ready for help this book so I can get people to look at it. So separate from that, I was doing the thing you're talking about of table of contents. So I kind of my initial announcement of the book, I said, Hey, I'm going to write this book here's some of the topics i want to cover please suggest your own and those that table of contents basically like tripled or maybe even quadrupled from what i originally listed and so wow. at that point it was yeah it was just people seeing what i wanted to cover and then sort of submitting suggestions for additional things and there was some emails back and forth like people would say something and then i would interact through them and so that's that part of it wasn't entirely in public cuz i was talking with people to understand what they thought was important for the book. And then now that I've I've done two separate releases on the helpless book. And then the other thing, I know it's kind of chaos. That's kind of how my whole process is a bit chaotic. So I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. But another thing I'm doing is I'm taking chapters for the book. And I'm like, I'm not really announcing that these are from the book, but I'm just releasing those as a thread. So it, so the chapters in my book are really short. They're kind of like a, like a Derek Sivers book where they're probably like two oh, or those three pages. Are
0: short. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of very, very similar model that I'm taking with my book because my audience has ADHD and they don't want to read. Like I know myself when a, when a chapter is like 12 pages long, I'm counting the pages I have left to get to that, end of that chapter. I need that marker. So for me, like the Derek Sivers books were really easy to read. Cause so I was like, Oh, I can read this chapter. Oh, I can read another chapter. And so that I'm I have that kind of same focus for my book. But yeah, so I've taken some of those chapters and just released them as a Twitter thread, like wrote it up, divided it into tweets and just post it without saying, hey, this is from my book Um, because it's sort of like a rough early version. And then I get a ton of feedback from that, which has been really great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So interesting we should mention. So you went from 1200 followers on Twitter to like over 12,000. How many do you have now?
1: Yeah, I'm at like 37,000 now, I
0: 37, think. 37,000. <laughs> and been how, wild. how were you when when did you when did the mammoth transformation take place and how did you do it?
1: Yeah, so it was kind of a slow steady growth. Like being in the ship 30 for 30 community. I did that for like 3 or 4 months in a row. Um, and you get sort of each t- each month or each session, whatever, when they add new people, a lot of those people follow you. Yeah. Through th- so through that, I probably gained, I don't know, like 2,000 to 3,000 followers over like kind of a six-month span. And then around December, I was at, at around 12,000. So it, it kind of been this slow, steady growth throughout the year. And then this new year is really when it's just sort of like exploded. And part of that has been this year has been when I've been releasing those kind of chapters as threads a little bit, and then I've had a few of them that just you know kind of go viral and have like I don't know like fifty thousand likes. And then when that happens, because because it's not just like a quip kind of tweet that went viral, it's actually like hey, this is good content. I, I think I get a lot more people that follow when that goes viral because if someone's interested in that, it makes sense for them to follow me. So yeah, it's really sort of exploded in the last like three or four months. Uh, yeah,
0: so when something goes viral, do you go, well, I should write more about that in my book then
1: sort of, um, I'm, I, I kind of have the tricky balance. Like I said, of like, I don't want to have a 20 page chapter, like okay. it, the whole goal of the bolt of the book is to be like, I don't know what it'll be, but I want it to be like around 120 pages because mm-hmm. I know for me, so many nonfiction books are like 250, 300 pages. And I read 30% of them. And then I hit that like wall where I'm like, woof, I don't know if I can finish this whole book. So my goal is very much to kind of hit that 120 page range. So when I get feedback from people, like when yeah, when those tweets go viral, there's lots of comments. Um, I think a lot of the secret to the success of like the growth I've had is it really does feel more like a community than an audience. Like it's not like, oh, hey, all about Jesse. It's more like, Hey Jesse's sharing this thing about ADHD, and then a lot of people comment and reply about that thing. So it kind of becomes okay. almost like this. Yeah, it's like this conversation. It's like a forum within Twitter when uh, these when these like tweet threads go viral. And so because of that, I'm like learning through what people are posting on there, and then I try to like I try to find the bits like what can this big conversation here is really important. How can I find? like a small version that's really helpful to get in the book. So I think that's a lot of what I try to do is try to take a complex thing and shrink it down to like, how can I communicate this well? in you know, a couple of paragraphs versus a couple of pages or whatever.
0: Oh, cool. Um, I was just in, in uh, contact with Derek Sivers, not to brag. I heard him <laughs> speak at an event and then um, he sort of said, anybody from this event can contact me. He's such an amazing guy.
1: Yeah. He's replied to a couple of my emails too. Very cool guy. Yeah, He
0: loves emailing strangers. He said that during, I was like, fantastic. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So, so the way it works. So, so you, I think you mentioned two times, you've sort of delivered it as a, as a manuscript to your team. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not even really a team. I kind of have an email list of just, I just sort of asked publicly, Hey, who would want to read my book early? And so I've kind of I, because I have a pretty large audience, like a lot of people responded. And so I've right. been able to, which is great. And I feel really lucky and privileged that I have that, that I have a bunch of people interested in the book. Um, because of that, I, I'm, I kind of have segmented it. So I took like 50 people and sent them the first draft. and then uh, And then for the second draft, I picked like another 50 people And I told them about it. And I also told that first 50 people like, hey, I know you already read it, like, but if you want to read the newest version, it's available now too. And so some of those people kind of came back to see the changes and add additional feedback. And yeah, so I kind of, and I have a big list of other people. I think what I'm going to do is, I what the one problem I had in the past is like people get it and they're really excited and then they don't do anything, which I know you've talked about before. You're like, oh, they really said they wanted to do something and then they're not actually taking action. So I think what I'm going to do is send out sort of an email to all the people that have shown interest and sort of ask for like another opt-in of like, hey, I'm going to release this draft and I need feedback within a week. So if you're able to do it, like this isn't disqualifying you from future ones, but if you can do it this week, then you know press this button and i use convert kit so i'll add like a tag to them or whatever so then i can send them a specific email um i don't know if that'll work but that's sort of my plan for the next draft of like maybe i can get people to be more likely to jump in if i can get them to opt in and then immediately send them that link um yeah
0: yeah because it's human nature yeah i'd love to help and then right yeah we're all busy um, but
1: how, yeah, I've, me, I've done the same thing. So I totally, I don't blame them at all, but it, it is, you just don't know who's going to be able to do it. And, and you, that feedback is so valuable. I want to make sure I get the people that are able to do it within a you know, reasonable timeframe.
0: Well, what's interesting about it is it almost is like, remember Nielsen families, like they give a box to a family. And and I used to, right. my mom was picked at one point, which was crazy because she like, didn't really watch TV. It was, you know, whatever after we were out of the house. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's crazy. Well, it's like any study there you're using one person to represent, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands because, you know, the, the logical brain goes, okay, so you're going to ask 50 people, but how many people have ADD and how many people do you want to read your book? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do yeah. you, um, you're just sort of a, hoping for the best feedback from the people who are interested in that topic. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadpub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Cause you're worth it. Now back to the show.
1: Yeah. So kind of like you said, the, the help help this book really does help get good feedback because it really cues people. I found um, because right now the software is only on desktop and not on a phone, a lot of people read the book just on the phone. And I said, if they did that to like that was great and just email me the feedback and the, the feedback I got via email was much less helpful. Like some of it was great, but it was just very Fine. like, this is great. I love the book. This is awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's like, yeah. that's great. I love the encouragement, but I need to know how to fix things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the people that were giving like the more concrete feedback throughout the chapters, it like there's almost nothing that someone said where I was like, yeah, I'm going to implement that exactly. But there it was clues. So I would see that uh, people would that multiple people would say this part was confusing. And so it wasn't like they gave me a solution, but if I'm sending it to, you know, only 50 people have read it and multiple people are saying this part's confusing, there's probably a better way to say that. And that's kind of how I've treated it. Like, no, it's not like having a development, developmental editor or someone that I'm sending, like, help me fix this book. It's just like, what are the little problems you have with it? So I can, I can try to go in and fix those and be more clear with what I'm communicating.
0: Right, right. So does it require the feedback givers to have the software? Yeah.
1: No, so it's it's just a web app. So it's just like, it, it's very similar to giving someone like a Google Docs link, but with a few extra features.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. Um, and and one thing that I, I read um, that you had said at one point, you, know, you have this newsletter and you have a 50% open rate, which is amazing. We have the same size newsletter. So I, was, I got competitive. I was like, whoa. So, <laughs> so do you attribute that to, you have firmly established, this is what I write about and they are interested in that. What do you attribute that to?
1: I think, I mean, part of it is I'm very intentionally short. So my newsletter is, it's just, it's a weekly newsletter and it's very short. Like I basically have, I'll include like a couple of resource links and then like like 200 words or something you, that most people can read in just like a couple minutes. So it's a very quick read. And I think that is a big part of it. Um, and I'm very consistent that way. I don't know. My, my newsletter open rate definitely didn't start like that. I Early on, a lot of my newsletter subscribers came from TikTok because I had some TikToks that d- did really well. And my open rate was much lower then. But since I've sort of grown a lot more on Twitter, which I kind of treat as my main platform, I'm even though I'm... I'm I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok. Twitter is definitely kind of where I mostly do content. And since my growth has happened through there, that's when kind of the open rate shot up. Mm-hmm. And I don't totally know. I feel like I'm, I've been lucky and had a lot of success and I don't necessarily know how it is. It's like, I don't know, I'm the lucky Twitter person of the day or whatever. And that. what's that?
0: I don't think it's that because it's, it's piecemeal you know, it's, it, you're not just like a guy who got lucky one day and went viral. Like you're doing it. And that's what I think is a really interesting message. You're being strategic and you're being intentional and that it, it may not happen overnight, but like right? It ha- it's happening and it's only going to grow.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of it does have to do with just being r- really like, I try really hard to be really authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. Like I talk about like. Stuff that, you know, for most of my life I was embarrassed of, like different different ways I act and the way my brain works and things that other people would see and say like, oh man, you're kind of a stubborn jerk <laughs> or whatever. And then just like explaining how my brain, like how it feels to me. It's like, I don't feel like I'm a stubborn jerk or whatever, but I feel like this is what's happening in my brain. And by talking about that, I think other people that have also been like hiding those feelings or that way that they felt connect with it. And that's, I don't know, it's kind of weird to talk about stubborn jerk. Like that, that just happened. I happened to think of a recent tweet that was about that, but like, it's, yeah, I think just like exposing kind of those vulnerabilities that a lot of people also have hidden. It really kind of helps people connect of when you, when you have ADHD, especially if you're undiagnosed, like you just, you just feel so alone For most of your life because you're like i know my brain works different and i don't know why and i don't know how to explain it either and so i think now that more and more people are discovering that they had adhd um it's like 90 percent of adults that have adhd are undiagnosed so it's pretty pretty rampant um and now that more and more people are discovering that discovering that and then hearing somebody you know bring words to a way they've always felt they really connect with that and yeah. I feel like that's really what I've been able to do well this last year is just sort of bring words to that feeling that a lot of people have had.
0: Well, and on that note, you know, I saw that you did this annual review and I'm sure I, I know this is like something I've heard about people doing, but I've never, yours was the first I read. Is that something that you've done for a while? Is that, where to you get that idea? I mean, and you're being real vulnerable and honest in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I haven't done one before because I, I mean, basically didn't have any audience before. Like I've had a blog for you know years and years, but no one really ever read it. Which is, I know the thing Cole talks about. Like, yeah, you write a blog and no one ever comes to it. What's the point of even doing it? Whereas writing in public really, like, that's where people start to see it. And so I had seen several people that had done an annual, um, their like annual report or whatever. Um, I'm blinking on his name uh do you do you edit this
0: <laughs> no but we love to be real there i feel like there's someone who's known for that who cares somebody google it um yeah. not you you guys can google it it doesn't matter we're talking about jesse's so so you decided right. to okay do it.
1: i just I, I just i just looked up it was nathan Berry. so okay, he yeah. he does convert kit yeah yeah so he had done an annual report and i'd seen a few other ones and that sort of um inspired me i was like i should I should do this. This will be fun to sort of like recap the year and recap. It's helpful for me to look back on in this next year and kind of see what worked last year, what didn't work, what do I want to focus on? And so, yeah.
0: And so in it, I think it was, that's where I read that, you know, you're, you've done a little bit of speaking and you've been going on podcasts and sort of emphasizing that is that stuff you want to emphasize once your book is out.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm, I think so. Like I've loved being a guest on different podcasts. Like I love being able to just sort of talk about, well, specifically ADHD, but also sort of this process of what I've been going through the, this last year, because I'm I'm not a writer uh, prior to this year. Like my my career is in design and development, and I've been doing that for you know 15 years or something, and not been a writer. And so all of this is kind of new to me, and I'm just sort of figuring it out. And it's a blast. Like my ADHD brain loves it. It's like all this brand new dopamine that I didn't know was available out here. Um, Yeah. And I don't know what it means long-term. Like people have asked me before that, like, what, what does this mean going forward? Like, what are you going to do? And I don't know, like, I'm really enjoying this writing process. And I've like, I think a lot of uh, authors, like I'm writing this book and I'm like, oh, this is another book idea I want to do. Oh, this would be another one too. So I have all these other ideas that would be really fun to do. And I'm also I'm launching a podcast called ADHD Nerds, which is just going to be like a 30-minute interview show with other people that have ADHD. So I'm going to be doing that soon. And I kind of don't know, like there's no end game in mind Hi. other than like, I'm loving what I'm doing. And I love being able to teach people about ADHD because it was so impactful for me, like Under, like, finding out at 35, like, oh, this is why my brain does things this weird, this different way, or why I have this like unique take on things. And I love being able to help other people, like, being part of that story for other people of realizing, like, hey, I'm not just broken. I'm not just, you know, selfish or lazy or spacey or whatever it might be. Like, there's actually something neurological happening. And when you know about it, you can really like change things for the better for you. So, I'm, enjoying being an advocate for that. And I just kind of just sort of like following wherever this goes and uh, enjoying it along the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Cause most of the people almost always, it's about like, that I talked to here, it's like, how is this book going to play into your business? How is it going to help you get clients? How is it going to help you get, right. you know, and, and it, it sounds like you're open to it. You're certainly open to being hired as like, someone to go speak about ADHD.
1: Yeah, like I've done, so I did a talk, I've done some tech talks in the past, like I said, as a designer developer, and I did speak at a couple of virtual conferences last year about ADHD, and I love that. So that's definitely something that like speaking is something I'm interested in doing eventually. Like I said, we'll see kind of where all this goes, but that's definitely something I am interested in chasing down and seeing if that may be a future for me.
0: Um, But you don't want to like coach people in...
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I I mean I speaking of coaching, like I took some training courses for ADHD coaching. It's something that I I, I think I enjoy speaking. More broadly to people, and less on like a one-on-one basis. Like I think there's so much value in that for sure, but I don't know if that's me. Right. Um, Right. And I haven't like shut the door on that, but I've sort of paused. I took the coaching courses on that, and then sort of paused. I'm like, I don't feel like this is necessarily where I'm headed right now. Um, And the same with like I know there's a lot of people you have on the podcast where they get into consulting, and that's where there can be like a lot of money of like, hey. uh, Wrote this book, and now you can hire me to consult, and there's a lot of money there. And I don't think that there's anything really there that makes sense for me. Yeah. And that's why I'm sort of just, just sort of continuing to create content and seeing where it leads for me.
0: And so, what shape is the book in? Do you have a release date? Where is it at?
1: Yeah. So the book right now, I would say, is. Roughly eighty percent done, and the remaining twenty percent, I know what it's going to be. I just, you know, haven't sat down and forced myself to uh, write it out. Um, but I would say it's eighty percent done for like getting to the point of like, okay, now I need a real editor to come in here and fix the, you know, like copy editing and all that sort of stuff. I don't have a release date. I would love for it to be like in the fall of this year, like September, October but there's, I'm self-publishing. So I know there's a lot of things that I need to figure out to get to that. And so I'm sort of trying to line up now that I can sort of see the end of the tunnel for yeah. writing the book. It's like, I really need to start lining up those things and probably trying to schedule like future podcasts and stuff. Cause I would, I'd love to be able to do like kind of, you know, the podcast tour and get yeah. the word out there around the time the book comes out. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my goal is kind of fall this year. Uh, we'll see how, what, the, what happens.
0: And then are you going to use the people who have been helping as like your advanced reader team to do reviews and that kind of thing? Or have you not even gotten there yet?
1: It's definitely something I've considered and want to do. I ha- I don't have any plans for that yet. Um, and my my wife has been on like advanced reader teams for other books, just sort of like, you know, unofficially or anything. But I'm probably going to recruit her to take take charge of some of that. And do some of that communication of getting people excited and yet doing the reviews. Because I know how important reviews are. It's funny how like, you don't even think about it like before. And now that I'm writing a book, I'm like, oh, I got to get everyone I know to try and write a review so that I can get past that hump where, you know, you never want someone to come to your book page and then be like, oh, 17 reviews. That's not enough or something.
0: (laughs) I know. And you just don't realize until you release a book how much it means and how quick it is. To, to do one if you don't write a big freaking, you know, novel, just a couple sentences. Um yes. so, so what advice as we wrap up, what advice would you give somebody about, you know, sort of going from I'm not a writer to hey, I'm writing a book? And it's it's evident in your face how excited you are about <laughs> it. And so what advice would you give somebody?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is just you just need to put yourself out there. Like the building in public is don't be like don't be afraid to just write something and then see what sticks and i know cole talks a lot about that like that's a lot of kind of the ship 30 philosophy is like just write about stuff and then see what people care about i think it's so easy to think well i'm not an expert in this i don't you know i'm like for me like i'm not a therapist i'm not a doctor i don't have like some education background in adhd but I know a little bit more than a lot of other people. And so, and it's a lot easier to teach somebody kind of when you're at that level anyway. So really just, I I kind of approached a lot of it from like, teach what I didn't know six months ago. Like trying to just teach just a little bit, you know, in the past of who I was. And that's really kind of been successful for me. Like, I I think you don't have to become this high lofty, expert of like, you know, teaching down to the masses. Like you're just trying to teach that person who, you know, didn't, doesn't know what you didn't know six months ago and sort of doing that. And I think another thing is I've really come to understand that I'm, that it's more about building a community than building an audience. And like early on when you're kind of like, you know, when you're nobody, it is building an audience. You're just trying to get somebody to look at your stuff. Um, but it builds because you interact with them and then it becomes like oh i'm actually like this isn't just a person that reads my stuff this is my friend that i see like some of the things i post and like i reply to their things and they like i get in the comments and all of that and i think really kind of just thinking about it as a community really helps you change your perspective in the things that you write and so what whenever i'm writing stuff so i I write a lot of like i don't know kind of quippy tweets about like random adhd things and i just try to think of like what how would i feel if i saw someone else tweet this thing like and what i want people to feel is like yes right on like i feel that same way like i'm like this feels like we're sharing in this experience together And that's sort of like that. I try to keep that perspective in mind when I'm talking, like not that I'm just sending down something again, like sending down to the masses, but I'm like bringing people along. And like a lot of times when I'll tweet about things um, and I know I'm talking about Twitter a lot because that's where that's basically where a lot of my writing starts. Yeah,
0: I think it's really relevant today.
1: Yeah. So a, a lot of the thing I do is I will tweet a question but with my own answer. So, so like an open-ended question. So like, there's this thing called like the ADHD tax, which is like, when you have ADHD, you, there's a whole lot of things that kind of happen. Like you forget to pay bills or things like that. And then you end up paying a bunch of fees on top of it. So people call it like the ADHD tax because you didn't, because your ADHD caused you to do these things and then it becomes more expensive. And so I recently tweeted and said, What are some ways that you prepay the ADHD tax? And then I kind of made it a little thread and I added like two or three ways that I do it. And then that kind of helps because then if somebody, if someone doesn't have anything to add, they're still like, hey, this is great. I'm learning from this. Or if they do have something to add, it sort of helps build the community because more people start to add in their ideas. And then you end up like with the conversations that happen in the threads. And I find that a really great way to kind of help that community. Basically I'm sort of like presenting a topic to the group of like, Hey, let's talk about this today. And it's, and it's great. And I learned so much through those as well.
0: Fabulous. So many great things. Well, so, um, can people still Could people who are listening still join, uh, the team, the community and give you feedback <laughs> on your book or is it too late?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I, I have a, let's see, what is the website? I want to make sure I have it right. So you can just go to, um, is it help? I'm so sorry. There we go. Just helpjessywright.com gives you a place where you can sign up. So if you just go to uh, enter your email there. And probably in the next few weeks, I'll be starting the next, like my next draft release and inviting people to do that, where I'll do, like I said earlier, sort of like, hey, if you can do it this week, this is the week I really need people to join in. Um, Yeah, and on that, you can also, like I said, a lot of the stuff I do is on Twitter and you can follow me. I just, it's just first name, middle, initial, last name. So Jesse J. Anderson, and that's my username everywhere. So Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and website too, jessejanderson.com.
0: I love it. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. This was so informative. And y'all, thank you so much for listening.
1: Awesome, thank you.
0: Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy, where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. And please, Don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for, next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing.